The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Tracy died after a long-fought civil war, just after I'd wiped away his last tear. I guess he's better off than he was before a whole lot better off than the fools he left here. I used to cry for Tracy because he was my only friend. Those kind of cars don't pass you every day. I used to cry for Tracy because I wanted to see him again. But sometimes, sometimes life ain't always the way. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so bad, so bad. Sometimes I wish life was never ending and all the good things they say never last. I often dream of heaven and I know that Terry's there. I know that he has found another friend. Maybe he's found the answer to all the April snow. Maybe one day I'll see my Tracy again. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so bad, so bad. Sometimes I wish that life was never ending, but all good things they say never last. All good things they say never last. And love, it isn't love until it's past. Rest in peace to Prince Rogers Nelson. Everybody good? No. No, but, you know, we're going to soldier on. I'm going to go and purify myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Reality. Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2016. And it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, poppychuloradio.com. Yay. Yes, yes. yes. Welcome, everybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know that was, I won't even say that that was a downer. That was showing respect where respect was due. Yes. So, uh, uh, you know, this is going to be a very entertainment-heavy show because we're really going to talk, you know, mainly about three things. First, we're going to talk about politics, which is entertainment in and of itself. Especially with these then we're talk, like, Yeah, we're going to talk about Prince, and then we're going to talk about Bianca. Oh, <laughs> Lord. And Rachel. 
and Becky. And Azalea. And the other Azalea. Right. <laughs> that just hit yes. me. Kelly Ripper and Michael Strahan. Oh, Lord. Mm. Yes. I have thoughts. That's, Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Wanted to say, I have lots. Right, thank you, because I have lots of thoughts about about it too. Mm. Well, anyway, you know what? Since we have so many thoughts, I feel like <laughs> we need to just dive on into it. We need to just skip past this little round table um, and dive right into hot topics. Y'all ready? Let's do I'm it. Ready. All right, let's do it. All right. So John Sebastian, you're going to lead us off with uh, with an update on the election. Well, this well this week the uh, Acela primaries were held. Um, all the primaries for East Coast states up and down the 95 corridor, which included Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. And there was no big surprise here. Both leading candidates, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Rodden Clinton and um, Donald J. Trump on the Republican side, both won by handy margins um, in every. Wait, no, no, I'm sorry, not in every state because they called Rhode Island. I want to say for Sanders. Um, yeah, they did. But even with that. It was a good night for Secretary Clinton, and it unfortunately was a better night for Donald Trump. Um, for example, in let's start with Connecticut. In Connecticut, there were 71 delegates up for grabs, and Secretary Clinton won 43 of the 70, um, also getting 51% of the vote. However, uh, Senator Sanders did win more of the counties, uh, that ex with the exception of Delaware, where Secretary Clinton basically wiped him up with it. The same thing pretty, well, no, not even in Maryland. Um, in Maryland, for example, um, Secretary Clinton received 63% of the vote and received 100, I'm sorry, received 77 out of the 118 delegates that are up for grabs. Um, Pennsylvania was pretty interesting. It was half and half, it seems. But even with that, Secretary Clinton had 55% of the votes with um, 125 delegates awarded. And finally, in Rhode Island, uh, Senator Sanders actually won the popular vote uh, at 55%. However, Senator Clinton won the delegate vote with 20 delegates versus the 13 that Senator Sanders received. Um, so on the Republican side, Donald Trump, like I said, um, it based on the way it looks with the exception of a couple of areas in Connecticut and two small precincts in Rhode Island, he wiped the map. Um, and in Connecticut, for example, he received 57% of the of the votes and all of the delegates in Delaware he received 60% of the, the votes and all of the delegates in Maryland he won 54% of the votes and all of the delegates in Pennsylvania he won 56% of the vote and all of the delegates and finally in Rhode Island he won 63% of the votes but won 10 of the 18 um, it was a horrible night for Senator Ted Cruz 
Um, when I tell you that Ted, um, he was as flat as a tire after it's run over a nail, that's how flat he was. He literally came in third in four of the five contests. Um, and even when he came in second, he only beats Kasich by less than two points. So, again, it was a banner night for for Donald Trump. We, I can't, you know, the numbers tell the tale. Um, for Secretary Clinton, it was a pretty good night, like I said, with the exception of losing Rhode Island, which she technically did not lose, delegate-wise. Um, it was a good night as well. So, to talk about where that leaves them as far as the conventions come up, um, at this point, Secretary Clinton, no, that's not right. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I got a wrong piece of information. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking for the total delegates. I thought I had total delegate count, um, which I don't. Um, no, this is the total delegate count for the for the night. So for the night, let me do it that way. Um, for the night, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 my brain just locked. Secretary Clinton won 284 delegates for the for the night, and Senator Sanders won 163 with 16 still up for grabs. Um, didn't realize that Pennsylvania had 210 delegates. That's a delegate heavy state. Um, on the Republican side. Um, sec, uh, Mr. Trump won 142 delegates. Um, Senator Cruz won three, and Senator and, and Governor Kasich won five. And there's still 22 up for um, for grabs. Now, in the overall scheme of things, this just shows that both um, Secretary Clinton and Mr. Trump are well on their way to receiving their respective parties' uh, nomination. As of today, uh, here it is. Secretary Clinton has 2,164 delegates, uh, as opposed to Senator Sanders' 1,355 uh, delegates. And on the Republican side, Mr. Trump has 987 delegates. Senator Cruz has 562 delegates. Gen uh, General Governor Kasich has 153, and out of the race, Marco Rubio still has 171 delegates, um, which he is holding on to, it seems. So, uh, that's about it. There are no great surprises from, from these numbers. Um, I, I think that if there is a great surprise to be uh, elicited from this is that Trump wiped the table with more than 50% of the vote in every state this week. So that gives some credibility to those people who say that that side of the aisle is tired of politics as usual. Um, and I just, you know, the thing, the thing that, that boggles my mind is no one that I know who votes Republican will admit to voting for Donald Trump. Nobody. No, they don't I mean, and I know racist. Right. But I mean, these are people I know who, who who have a less than progressive view about politics and religion and race matters. So, you know, I they even they have said that he is the bridge too far. 
But but again, Trump keeps winning these contests hands over foot, you know, hand over fist. So it just boggles my mind that while no one will admit to voting for him, someone obviously is. Um, there is also the on the Democratic side, there is this uh, murmuring that the contest is rigged and it's based on registration to vote in the primaries. One of the things that has really burned my butt since this started is while I respect Senator Sanders, I do. I respect him. I respect his views. I, I really respect the fact that he has called Secretary Clinton to move further to the left and re-embrace some of the uh, progressive ideals that she held early in her career. I think that people are losing sight of the fact that technically he is not a Democrat. He is an independent who is running on the Democratic ticket. And many of his followers are independents who, in, live, who might live in states where they can't vote in a primary unless they declare one of the two parties. And they're, they're finding themselves, they're finding themselves unable to vote in the primaries for their candidate because, you know, he may be on the Democratic ticket, but they're independents and they have not registered. So we have a whole lot of people who have not been reading election law and who don't know what the standards are for voting in primaries and then calling the system rigged. Well, if you had done your homework beforehand, you would know what the rules were. And that's just something that I, th I think that we are letting slip through the cracks. People are, you know, are making these claims that the system is rigged and, you know, everybody want Hillary to win. And that might be true. But Hillary is the the technically the only Democrat running on the Democratic side of the race. So I'd like to get your thoughts on this week's election outcomes and my pontifications and, and musings. Ay, 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 ay. You know, listen. I've done the research. I've looked into it. Uh huh. Google. Uh huh. And I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just can't with Bernie Sanders. I can't. I can't. Okay, Lexi. Just fashion, I can't. Legionnaire, I can't. <laughs> Copy two, I can't. Seventy-five billion dollars a year for to pay for everyone to go to college, I can't. We can't. We just can't. No se puede. We just can't. <laughs> we just we just can't. No se puede. Is it a good? Is it a good? You know, concept perhaps, but in reality, we can't. We can't, and we shouldn't, because everybody isn't ready for college. I mean, you're paying for college. You'd be paying for college for people that didn't do aren't doing well in high school. So, I mean, you know, everyone, you know, this is a very first world wannabe wealthy kind of thing. And so, while I do believe that there is a requirement for us to prepare people for the jobs of the future, that don't mean everybody gets to go to college for four years to study uh, basket weaving. 
you know, mm. on the dime of, of the world. I mean, hell, you know, I know people who are in their 30s and still can't get it together to get their GED. And I was like, that's the basic shit you need for life. And I mean, this is a, like an unusual situation. And so I feel like, honey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> no in this, this idea uh, that um, Hillary Clinton is stealing the election from Bernie Sanders is desperation. Mm. I mean, I'm 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 completely open to the fact that it might actually be happening, but I've not seen any credible evidence that it's actually happening. It other than. Right. It just, just doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem plausible. It doesn't even seem plausible that Donald Trump is stealing the election. What he is actually doing, you know, Donald Trump is both the 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 symptom and the cause. He is the symptom of the way that um, the Republicans have treated their base because you know how we used to say that you know how can people continue to vote against their interest well you know I think they're finally like waking up and be like yeah maybe the establishment doesn't have our best interest at heart so I don't even think that Donald Trump is stealing the election he's just people are voting for him and that's how this country works I mean it's awful awful his positions are awful but that's how this country works Oh. So, yeah. The that's my initial thoughts on it. I also we hadn't touched on um, Ted Cruz uh, uh, named uh, yesterday because that was on Wednesday. Um, his uh, named Carly Fiorina as his vice presidential running mate, which is balls. So I was like, I mean, I don't I know that there's it's. I don't even know that there's anything against. I mean, it's not illegal to do so, but I can't recall in my life that a um, presidential candidate has named a vice presidential running mate before he has even received the nomination. You got to get that. Yeah, it's like uh, that's putting that's literally putting the horse before the cart. I mean, the cart before mm. the horse. No, How that's the putting the horse. That's putting the horse face cart before the horse. <laughs> Not to be confused with Michael the horse face before. <laughs> but, um, yeah, how that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. you got to win the nomination before you get to name who's running with you. But then again... And of all of, all of the horse face people in the world that Ted Cruz could have chosen, why would he choose Carly Fiorina? She didn't even do well enough in the prime and in, in the whole content, you either choose someone who did very well uh, in the um, primary the season, uh-huh. or you choose someone complete who wasn't involved in the process at all, but who we're not because we're, we're we're Sarah Palin. We're not even talking about that. We're uh, not even talking about that. Who but outside of me? that, you choose someone who is popular but wasn't involved in the contest or someone who was in the contest and did well enough so like if he had said Marco Rubio like yeah okay I can see that even if he had said um, 
dumb, dumb Donald. Oh, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben. I, I could see that, but Carly Fiorina? That's a, right. Or even if he had said Chris Christie, I'd have been like, um, okay. But Carly <laughs> Fiorina? Well, you know it, but Was she even on the main stage at any of the uh, Republican debates? One. One, yeah. Exactly. But that was, you want to talk, that. see, if you want to talk about the definition of pandering, that mm-hmm. is the definition of pandering. Mm-hmm. You know, right, and people are like, oh, Carly Fiorina's a woman. Oh, I can vote for her. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and somewhere, right somehow, you know that somebody thought exactly like that. Of course they did. You know, um, it's like I, where are there are no there are no vi- other viable Republican <laughs> women. Really, I mean, right. hell, they'd have had a better choice th- with Ann Coulter than Carla Fiorina. Yeah, and I hate Ann Coulter. I hate that hoe with a passion. I hate her. I hate her like I hate corn. I mean, like I hate Frosted Flakes. I hate her. But what's wrong with Frosted Flakes? I I don't. I we've had this conversation. I don't. Oh yeah, that's right. We had it with the when we had the great cereal debacle of a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Exactly. I I told you that they are not allowed in my. I hate Frosted Flakes. I hate Ann Coulter. I I would rather have Ann Coulter on the chick. I would eat a bowl of Frosted Flakes before <laughs> I would, you know, say yay to Carly Fiorina on the ticket. That's just, you know, I would rather, I mean, that tells you what I think about her. Okay, so I, we've said enough. Legionnaire, what do you think, darling? Well, I think that this whole thing about, um, Hillary trying to steal the election that just that just smacks of that just smacks of desperation because like you said I mean what's what would be the motivation behind that I mean she doesn't have she neither, neither she nor her camp would waste that kind of energy right. and, and, and I always and I get reminded of the very same thing that that you said um, John Sebastian that you know at the end of the day Bernie Sanders is not really a democrat you know he happens to be running on a democratic ticket but i i don't see him as a true democratic candidate i i don't and i think most people that really take a look at how he speaks in his politics will see the same thing not that he's not saying some good things and that he doesn't have good ideas but some of the he's, that he talks about to me is just too, it's too idealistic. It's nonsense. You know, to, to, to have any real base of, of being able to come through on it. I mean, that's just like somebody just screaming all day long, you know, no new taxes, no new taxes. I promise, no new taxes. Bitch, you a lie. Read my list. No new taxes. <laughs> You know, you lied. And this whole thing about, oh, we're going we gonna to find a way to send everybody to college. Well, does everybody really need to go to college? Is that really something that we want to get behind without any real look into how that's going to come about and, and happen? You know, so I love that he speaks this this talk of, yes, we want to bring the government for the people and be all about the people and uplifting the, the society and all those things. But 
you know, you got to give me more than these high, high-minded ideals because it all sounds pretty until you start really asking the hard questions of how are you going to do this? How are you going to get the support uh, of, of the people? How are you going to get the support of the Senate in, in the House? You know, how do you plan to do that? You know, so those things are things that I can't get all the way with when Bernie starts talking. And, you know, and not to say that Hillary is a perfect candidate either, but, you know, I definitely would would give either of them my vote uh, rather than the fools that we have on the other side. You know, and child, you know, and and I, and I think that the issue with Donald Trump is not is exactly like you said, they, Donald Trump is saying the kinds of things that he he is pandering to the frustrations of the american people that's what he's doing you know they they hate big government and all these other things that are happening that they want to point and blame on the government so he's like yep you know what you're absolutely right it's all the government's fault so i'm gonna come in and i'm gonna change all that shit because i ain't i ain't in their pocket i'm just a rich man that knows what you want and i'm gonna get it for you well okay so based you know one thing that i i just I, I glossed over this. The whole Bernie talking about everybody going to college. I think that community college should be available for everyone who wants to go, and it should be available at um, a reasonable, a, a better than reasonable cost. And I said community college for a reason because you are absolutely. If you want to go to four-year college straight out of high school, great. But a lot of the kids who are going into college really just aren't prepared. I, I just can't fathom spending $40,000 a year to send a child to school and they have to teach you English. Right. You know. Because if you and, really and, want to... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no go ahead, sweetie. No, I was going to say, because if, if you really want to, if you really want to impress me around that, then talk to me about how you're going to make the the preparation of our children to get into college better. How are you going to make that better? Because that's where it really starts. Oh God! Yes, For me, right. that's where it starts. Not already for, had, how about, <laughs> you know, not saying, sorry, "Oh yes, everybody should go to college." No, how about how about we fix the system that's in place that doesn't prepare our children for college? Because that's that's the shit that's really broke. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have I have a I have a twelve year old daughter, so I worry about her going to college. You know, because I don't I have to worry about the kind of education she's going to get that's going to allow her and help her to get into college. So I mean, tell well, me about how you're going to make that better. So, OK, so as being married to a teacher as one married to a teacher, d- just so you know, he teaches second grade. And even in second grade, kids are not prepared for education. Yes. I- and that and that's and, and that's not the school's fault. No. Okay. That anytime you got seven-year-olds who are not, you know, I mean, it's not like he's saying they got to come and do quantum physics. It's very simple. Read twenty. Read a book twenty minutes a day. He has kids in his class that are just now. We are three quarters of the way through the school year reading at first grade level and they're getting ready to go into third grade <laughs> and we live in the county with one of the best educational systems in the nation 
that's not the teacher's fault. That is, parents aren't required, parents aren't doing the work at home, sending the kids to school unprepared, not just educationally, but emotionally and physically, and then expecting the teachers to create this magic and give them all A's and pass them through. So that by the time they get to 12th grade, they are still as dumb as a box of rocks. They're reading on a seventh grade level, getting ready to graduate, and wondering why they have to come home after first semester of college. I, I, you know, and, and and there is, you know, the school has a little bit of problems with the amount of testing that they do, which I think shows absolutely nothing. Uh, but this is, you know, we can't fix education until parents do their part. Mm-hmm. And I applaud you for, for being cognizant enough to know that your child is going to college in six years and you know that you got to do some work to make sure she's prepared. Right. Because I mean, I, I, yes, she can come home with decent grades and all that stuff. But we make sure that when she's home, you know, she's not spending her entire weekend uh, in front of the TV or playing the Wii. You know, all up and all up and through there, she's reading books, going to go. We take our child to the library. How many how many times do you hear parents talk about that? Well, you, well, okay, you got to remember in our world, that's normal. In our right. world, you know. You know, so it's like, no, child, no, no, we're not going to GameStop, but we will go to the library, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and get you some books, you know. Well, yes, it's after school and you don't have homework. Um, so, no, you can't use your iPad today, but you can continue to read and tell me about the story that you got that, that's in the book that you picked up from the library and let me know how that's doing in the series. We can talk about that. You know, so it's those kinds of things that, you know, like you said, I mean, it's it's got to start in the homes and 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 get yeah, home and, and we got to make sure that our kids are prepared going into school and and be aware of what's going on at school so that they're not doing the job that you think that they should be doing as parents you have every right to speak up and complain say hey you know, i mean just i mean it, you know talking about what's going on in school and i know we're, we're slightly on topic but yes it all boils down to what what are we teaching our children about education and mm. and and ultimately what are we teaching our children about politics this week in wilmington delaware around the corner around the corner from the high school the, the i want to say it's in the top 10 high schools in the nation my husband graduated from it um a girl was killed in one of the leading high schools in wilmington delaware in a bathroom fight mm. <laughs> This, you know, so you want to talk about fixing systems? Let's, we got to fix that system. Yes. You know, where Absolutely. we have, you know, where we have told our children, we may not have told them verbally, but tacitly, we've told our children that world star, world star hip hop is more important than being nice to folk. And you can be, a, you know, an internet star if you put your fight online. Right. You know, let's. That uh, it drives me bonkers. It just drives me absolutely bonkers. Uh, so, like, like Dominion said, I've researched it. I've googled it. I mean, <laughs> I talked to Siri, and I can't. No se puede. No se puede. Mm-mm. 
No, we can't. It's, we can't. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's that. <laughs> All right, enough of this foolishness and fuckery. Legionnaire, it's oh. time to, uh, to get into it. Um, about a week ago, or a little more than a, a little less than a week ago, uh, well, I guess actually exactly a week ago exactly now, a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. we received some tragic news. So why don't we, uh, why don't you recap us and then, uh, we'll get into some, some of our favorite memories. Well, um, you know, for those of us who aren't aware and I can't imagine, um, people out there that are not, um, the entertainment, music, art world, all of those different things lost uh, a true original. Um, and one in Prince Rogers Nelson, who has uh, gone on to glory at the age of 57. And um, it, it was, it, I don't know, it's, it's been a week and it's still, it's still resonating very hard with a lot of people. And I know even for me, you know, I, I usually, I mean, there, there's music that, that is a part of my growing up. There's a lot of different music and a lot of different artists and a lot of different groups that are a part of my growing up. And, you know, there were, group, there were two specific groups that came through my childhood that helped me understand that it was okay to be weird. The B-52s and Prince. Um, you, you know, because Prince came. Prince, Prince was, you know, the Dirty Mind album was <gasps> was the one purchase was the was the one purchase in my life where I was grounded for the last time in my life. <laughs> because my mom took a look at that album and looked at some of the tracks on that album and actually listened to some of the tracks on that album and asked my my little young little self what the hell this is what you did with your allowance but you know what she didn't take it from me (laughs) 1999 (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, it was just one of it was just one of those things and and I think the last time that we lost someone like that that really hit me emotionally was uh Phyllis Hyman. Cuz I remember exactly where I was when Phyllis Hyman died. On Thursday, honey, on Thursday, June 30th, 1995. Thank so you so do I. much. Exactly. I I was I was at work, working in the sales tower. I was on my lunch break. I was sitting in the Wendy's on the on a right on that corner across the street from the Sears Tower, sitting in there eating when the announcement was made. And I could not eat the rest of my lunch. I went back to my desk and I wasn't no more good. And that was the very first entertainer, singer like that, that whose death hit me so hard that I just openly wept. Ugh. Because I had gone to see Phyllis Hyman when she would perform at low places, where she would perform at George's. Mm. <laughs> see, because a whole lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. That she would slip in and do her little sets at George's. That little that little hole in the wall that would be packed to the rafters for people just wanting to hear her voice. <laughs> <laughs> 
and be in her presence and be in her presence Mm. And 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 I don't think, you know, I, it, and Prince almost hit me as hard, but for different reasons. Because as much as a Prince fan as I am, I know people that are real Prince fans. I mean, yeah. people that have, you know, people that have sat in his concerts for two and three hours after the concert was supposed to be over because they had a real good idea that he was just going to roll out there and do some more shit just because. You know, mm. folks that would make an annual pilgrimage to Paisley Park. You know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I felt as bad for them as I did for the loss. And I don't think it really hit me emotionally until I listened to the tribute, um, you know, D'Angelo sang. I think that's when it really, really hit me. And the tears flowed like lava. Because it was just like, oh my God, he's really gone. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, for me, it was it's a loss. I can't lie, uh, but I fell out of love with Prince after about 1995. Mm. Because, you know, after he came back, after he had changed his name from the artist formerly known as Prince, he embraced his his politic and his, his religious. He was no longer esoteric. He had become very, very regimented. And I just couldn't get into him. Um, you know, I after Diamond, I won't say after Diamonds and Pearl. No, after the Symbol album. Mm-hmm. With my name is Prince, right. I think that was the last. That that was album number fourteen. I think that was the last album that I bought. I got from I mean, that I bought. I got some others as gifts, mm-hmm. but I just, I just oh. But like you, I got I got popped in the head about nineteen ninety nine, because my family, um, we used to gather, you know, extended family the whole Medea type of thing, at one of my aunt's house on Sunday at church, and I was like, um, when, when, when 1999 came out, one of my older cousins bought it, and one of my aunts, you know, they were sitting around, it was a Sunday afternoon, they were talking, and mom was like, yeah, child, did just they got get that 1999 album? I was like, yeah, he did. She said, child, did you look at the cover? And as they're having this conversation, I'm looking at my older cousin, I'm like, Oh my God, I am so dead. Because you know, the one in 1999 was a, was a penis. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I heard was my whole entire government name <laughs> being hollered. I was like, shit. You know, so you can't just, you know, you can't ignore it. Like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and sitting at the table with five aunts, two uncles, and my grandmother, my grandmother was like, just go on and say yes. <laughs> Don't even lie. So my mother was like, did you know what that was? I was like, yeah. Hmm. Popping the head. She's like, you are not to listen to that filth in my house. I was like, okay. And she promptly forgot about it about an hour later, thank God. But I got, I got popped in the head behind 1999. Um... I got popped in the mouth about the Controversy album. 
by mm-hmm. my stepmother um, because of Annie Christian. And the lyric, Annie Christian was a whore, mm. got me popped in the mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm running around talking about you are soft and wet. And my mother was like, what are you saying? Nothing. Because I knew that I knew I was drunk with that. But Prince, a, you know, Prince prior to him losing his mind, um, you said it best, made it okay to be weird. And made it okay to be to be who you were. And mm-hmm. to to be fluid sexually. Um, because I've always said that once Prince gets a hold of you, you ain't never the same. <laughs> Case in yes, point. That was said Tina a lot. Easton. <laughs> Case <laughs> in point. Tevin Campbell. Um, you know, once Prince got his hands on them, they were never the same. So the loss is great because the world has lost a tremendously, tremendously talented, and I would even say God-inspired poet. And and you know, because at his base, for me, yes, he played 175 different instruments, but at his base, he was a poet, and he was a damn good poet. Mm. And so my heart still grieves. Um, my heart still grieves, and. And uh, you know, but my heart grieves for the prince that I grew up loving, not for um, this, you know, auntie who thinks she's better than you, orange jumpsuit wearing prince. I guess it's my favorite. He will be missed. Indeed. I was never, uh, you know, my music tastes are very eclectic, so there are very few people that I'm like, I'm a super fan of, but still, you know, I was, uh, I liked Prince well enough, but I wasn't super in love with him. And I, you know, the petty part of me is always like, you were a Prince fan? Really? Because I've (laughs) never, ever heard you talk about Prince before, but whatever. So... I mean, no shade. I mean, everybody isn't like, you know, walking around with purple on all, all the time. But, you know, I think some people are like, I think many more people are like me who are casually fans, but, you know, weren't as, you know, involved as they say they are. Because, you know, if it was, then, you know, he would have been a lot more famous in like a pop star way. You know what I mean? Mm. But I mean, I I I I really did um, like Prince, and you know, sometimes you just don't realize someone's genius until they are no longer here, and then you have a concentrated moment of hearing that genius, and then understanding that you're never going to hear it again or see mm-hmm. it again. You know, so you just sort of take it for granted. You know, like I wasn't a huge Michael Jackson fan, but I certainly feel the loss of Michael Jackson in the world of music. Right. You know, and um, I think the only person for me that has, you know, approached this kind of level um, was when Luther Vandross died. But even then, 
I was a bit younger and I hadn't really had my heart broken. So, you know, it's only in hindsight that, you know, I really, really fell in love with uh, with Luther Vandross. So, you know, it you is tragic because I was just like, when he when they die, you know how when someone dies, you know, it's like if you see it on Facebook, you're like, okay, girl, then okay, you know, right? <laughs> so they didn't kill Marla Gibbs. They didn't kill Marla Gibbs fifteen hundred times. They still reporting, <laughs> you know, um, someone died and they didn't died five years ago. So you know, you can't necessarily trust what you see on Facebook. So me and my fraternity brothers, we were like, well. It's on TMZ, but that don't necessarily mean anything. Right. And right. I was like, well, it's on Huffington Post. That's good enough for me. But one of my <laughs> friends was like, nope, nope, nope. Until it's on CNN, it's not real. It and then once... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they won't even report it until like three weeks from now. Prince just died. They were like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um... You know when Luther died though, I actually had to go to bed for two days. Mm. <laughs> I literally, I my sister was like, "Are you okay?" No, you know I was okay. You know I, I this one I was okay. I didn't have to take him to bed. But when Luther died, I had to take when when Michael Jackson died, I had to actually kind of just like stop for a day, and it was horrible because poor poor Farrah Fawcett. Mm, right, right, and likewise, exactly. poor China, poor China, right, <laughs> and poor guy Hamilton. Mm. Well, I was like, Lord, Guy Hamilton was the director of four James Bond movies, including Goldfinger. Oh, and I didn't mean that in a shady way. I just honestly didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> I'm like shady, <laughs> Majors, but yes. Oh, I mean, but Prince is, Prince is genius. I mean, and it was funny because people were like, did you know he wrote this song? Yes. Did you know he wrote this song? Yes. Yes. You know, I was like. Right. And that's what, you know, that's what really, for me, distinguishes people who really understand his genius and his talent as opposed to just being familiar with his music. You know, because I talked to people, and it's just like you said. It was like, oh, oh, well, did you know that he did? Uh, yes. Oh, well, did you know he wrote? Well, as a Prince fan, yes, I actually did know that. So, considering that you're surprised, Definitely what is that you. saying about you? But you know, we're not gonna be petty. However, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on now, really. But, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think I really realized what his genius was in 1989. Um, Patti LaBelle released an album called Be Yourself, mm-hmm. and on that album were two Prince tracks, and one of them was called Yo Mister, which was one of her biggest hits that people don't know about, which I think is really mm-hmm. weird. Um, and he writes about a man who puts his daughter out of the house because the daughter is sexually active. And in the midst of the song, if you listen to the the lyrics, he also is talking about how the father is sexually attracted to the daughter. Mm. And it was like, wow. You know, and it was just one of those, you really have to listen and and tune in to what he's saying. Mm -hmm. 
Oh. But Under the Cherry Moon was still one of the worst movies ever made. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. But the soundtrack is hot. Recosto. Yes. Recosto. Mm hmm. Recosto. Recosto. What is Recosto? <laughs> That's where you go buy your albums. <laughs> hmm. And Graffiti Bridge is still one of the best soundtracks, even though the movie was shit. Graffiti yeah, well, Bridge was a yeah. You know, again, it brought, it put made of staples on film. Mm. Right. You know, it introduced the world of Tevin Campbell. You know, and Ma, and you know, I'm worried about Morris Day. Who was my <laughs> fantasy boyfriend? You know, but I love Morris. I love me some more, but it's getting that ass. But the world has truly, I mean, the word genius gets thrown around a lot, but I can, in my opinion, the world truly has lost an artistic genius. Mm -hmm. You know, just all around. Not just musical, not just writing, not just cinematic, but just an artist in its pure form. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The sacrifice of Victor. You want to listen to that tonight? Mm. Mm. Well, uh, so there's there there is some Prince related uh, news that we'll get to. Uh, we should get to uh, Legionnaire. Yes. Um, most interesting is recently his uh, sister uh, Tika Nelson has filed documents. You know, claiming that, uh, you know, our purple majesty had no will uh, on lovebescott.com. Um, it says here, as was told recently, it appears as though Prince really did not leave a will, according to new legal documents filed by his sister, Tika Nelson, uh, via TMZ. TMZ has obtained documents filed in Minnesota asking that she be appointed to probate Prince's estate. She's asking the judge to appoint her as a special administrator. Under Minnesota law, a special administrator is someone who is appointed when there is no executor named in a will. Tika says in her docs, I do not know of the existence of a will and have no reason to believe that the decedent executed testamentary documents in any form. If Prince did indeed die without a will, the estate is divided equally among his siblings. Tika lists the people who are potential beneficiaries, all of whom are half-brothers and sisters. They are John, Noreen, Sharon, Alfred, and Omar. They are all living siblings of Prince. She also says she's an heir. It's interesting. Tika names Lorna as a, half, as a deceased half-sister who left no kids. Under Minnesota law, Lorna's out of the game when it comes to getting assets, but Tika never mentions, never even mentions Dwayne, reportedly Prince's half-brother, who is also deceased. Tika then names Bremer Trust National Association, which she wants to serve as the official administrator of Prince's estate. Tika says she wants Bremer Bank because they have provided financial services to Prince for years and they are well versed in his affairs and best suited to protect his assets. Let's just hope that Prince's family doesn't spend the next few years fighting over his estate. So it sounds like actually she's trying to do like the really smart and responsible thing around his estate. Mm -hmm. 
We'll see. Well, that's true. We will definitely see. Nothing makes people. I used to say nothing makes Negroes, but it's you know I've after having conversations with 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 people who aren't black, nothing makes people. Period. More petty, vicious, hateful, and backstabby than the uh, um, possibility of getting some money that they did not have to earn. Mm. Right. Right. And this is much more than just, you know, um, Big Mama's uh, flat screen TV and the silverware. (laughs) Right. Right. I think, but you know, she is, the fact that she is asking the bank to be the administrator, you know, to, to kind of oversee everything mm-hmm. is a smart thing. I, 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 you know, I think that she's, you know, like you, I, I'm praying she's trying to do the right thing. Right. Cause it's, it's, cause it's not like she's like stepping in is like, well, I'm the sister and I'm going to run it all. It's, it's at least on the face of it. It sounds like she's trying to be responsible and say, Hey, look, I'm, I am the, you know, closest here right now. And before it all goes haywire, you know, we go bring in the banks that he's worked with as a financial institution to help work all this shit out. Cause if there's no will, then it, then it definitely needs to be handled. Well, because she is his only full sibling. Sibling, right. Um, that's number one. So, number two, you know, because first of all, I, and see, I'm having a problem believing that Prince died in testing. I, mm. I'm just, you know, this is a man who was so particular. So particular and so um, protective of his music. And, and protective of his music. Of his of of his name of his image, I mm-hmm. mean, you you want to talk about Petty Roosevelt? Um, he would, you know, contact YouTube and have his stuff taken down on a regular basis. Right. So um, I just can't see it. The being the businessman that he was around copyrights and 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 and, and music rights, I just can't see him leaving hundreds. Of millions of dollars in the wind, you know. I just don't see that. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did read a few things uh, today uh, that said basically because of you know he signed some really bad uh, contracts in his life. He uh, had a real problem signing contracts and that for the past five years he you know will basically hire and fire lawyers at will and you know Mm. so if that's true then it sort of brings into focus why you know he didn't have all of those things together Mm -hmm. so I feel I mean I can sort of see that because you know he did he you know has been very public about his fights with uh, different record companies and you know over control of his image and things like that so Mm -hmm. you know perhaps what I don't want to see is you know uh, Purple Rain used as the soundtrack for some foolishness right (laughs) oh you mean the Lifetime biography movie Right. Oh God. Mm. Lord, 
I can't. I just can't. Not with that. Oh, well. So what's up next? Well, well, in other related, uh, in not related, but in other music news, there was this little thing that happened this weekend on HBO called Lemonade. <laughs> that uh, Beyonce dropped. Now, y'all know my feelings on Beyonce. <laughs> I don't dislike Beyonce at all. I dislike her fans intensely. Mm. So, you know, let's start there. And initially, I had had very little inch, little interest in seeing Lemonade. It wasn't about anything I would, would do. But then after uh, what I thought was, you know, a really good um, video for um, formation, I was a little bit more interested, but I didn't really put any whole lot of effort into it. And then, but you know, when I initially, when everyone was talking about how good it was, I said, let me check it out. Mm. And I will agree that it was many things and most of them good. It was a bit too long. I feel like it should have been 45 minutes instead of hour and five minutes. <laughs> but um, it was. It was like at some point, you know, it sort of lost. It, it's like, okay, it was. I feel like, you know, whatever she was going through, what she was going through with Jay Z allegedly cheating on her and all of that, that, you know, there was a, a through line, a story, a thread that was very clear but mm -hmm. then it became this you know black woman empowerment thing which is still good but I felt like those were really two different projects mm -hmm. mm, okay. and, you know you have to really you have to you know put on your um, your English 101 symbolism you know hat to really see the through line between them and frankly, the reason that I liked it is because I hate most videos because they are just random assemblages of images that don't tell a story. You know, it's just we're riding around in a fancy car wearing clothes, wearing fancy clothes that someone else picked out for us talking about this fancy life that we aspire to or we have but only you know in the last three days <laughs> so you know to actually <laughs> tell a story <laughs> right to actually see a story that was told with very few words I mean it was mostly imagery you know and you know they were all music videos but you know it was just a very good well put together um thing and you know there was multi-imagery and you know what sold me 100% and this might be a spoiler alert for some people but hot sauce ain't a condiment <laughs> hot sauce is the name of the bat that she used to beat to break shit up and you know as part of her catharsis which I was like I was like where 
because that's you know because mm. to me you know everyone just saw you know her form- formation is like i got hot sauce in my bag it's like okay mm. all right, right you know but then to see her with this bat and you understand that formation is part of this whole thing where she's gone through and she's learned more about herself and become empowered and, and wants to empower others and she is letting hoes know that if you step out of line i got hot sauce in my bag and ain't afraid to use it right so i loved i love the uh, uh, the image from yoruba religion you know the uh the some of the the the, the voodoo aspects you know the imagery of a multitude of different kinds of blackness you know so that those are my initial thoughts on it uh have either of you seen the video uh i have actually what do you think um I found it interesting. It was definitely, um, definitely some some powerful imagery there, and uh, you know, while I'm definitely not a member of the Beehive, um, I I thought it was interesting. I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed yes. it. I have not seen it. A because I don't have HBO, um, and B. I... I'll wait for it to come out um, on some other medium. I can appreciate, you know, her talking about what she's been through and 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 giving power, you know, and and regaining her power. Um, but the one thing that's not been talked about is in the midst of her femininity and in the midst of her, you know, being down for the struggle with women and blah blah blah, is the fact that she is encouraging violence. To solve problems, and for me, from a religious studies perspective, I got friends who are writing, you know, um, lemonade reading lists, and it's like, but we're not going to address the fact that she, you know, that she is basically saying, in order to solve this problem, domestic abuse is okay. If a brother had done this, they would have been, you know, they would be run out of town on a rail. You know, I, I am no fan of. Jamal Bryant, Jamal Harrison Bryant, um, but when he got up in the pulpit and said these hoes ain't loyal, um, we ran him out of town on a rail. You know, when he talked talk about sanctified sissies, we, you know, we were like, oh hell no. But Beyonce naming her weapon of choice hot sauce and going to town with it, or you know, is is seen as okay. So I think that we need to address that dichotomy. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I love Beyonce. I love her older work than I, I'm not a, as big a fan of, of this, the work that she's doing now. Um, but I understand that artists grow. I just, I, I'm just not down with what she's doing. I'm, I'm, there's something about it that just is not setting well in my spirit. And I can't put, I can't, put words to what it is, but it's just something about it that's, you know, I, I liked, I liked Bootylicious Beyonce. I, I liked, 
you know, I, even though it, you know, I this new and improved, I'm a whoop ass Beyonce is just not. It's not resonating with me. You know, but if that's what she's got to do in order to get her mind back and to set the record straight, um, you know, and she got to go out to Becky with the long hair, with the good hair, go for it. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. But we do have to we do have to address those issues of, you know, of domestic violence and, 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 and the things that, you know, we would not deem acceptable from others. We got to make we got to have that conversation. I guess. <laughs> we don't have to, but I, mean, I think we should. I guess. I like uh, the video, know, I, so. I mean, I yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily read all that into it, but I, I do hear where you're coming from. Because to see me, exactly she just. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Legionnaire. No, I was just gonna say, you know, I I just saw, you know, I saw the story of of you know of an angry woman working through some stuff, uh, the way that she knew how to do it, um, you know, probably was not, you know, pulling out her bat and tearing up some shit probably wasn't the best solution to dealing with her anger, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it made for some interesting visuals. I, 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 right, I saw it all as visuals, and you know, the v- video was catharsis, not instructive. You know, so you know, I mean, you you, you wanna go around with your bat that you name hot, that you name Tabasco or mayonnaise or whatever the fuck you wanna call it, <laughs> you know. And knocking out windows and shit. I mean, you know, go ahead. But did you know what's going to happen? But, you know, if you get some strength from from knowing that, you know, one of the most beautiful uh, women in the world, one, you know, a talented, uh, rich, famous woman is dealing with the same issues of uh, low self-esteem and what should she do in the face of betrayal by the one she loves then you know then I'm all for it yeah but you know I certainly am not like yeah you can you can go out and do that and you know maybe I think your message needs to be said because people are dumb mm-hmm. yes absolutely I mean <laughs> neither I don't think either of us thought of that legionnaire because we would never be like yeah that's how I'm going to solve my problems if my relationship breaks up I'm going to go grab a bat and start you know tearing up random cars and shit you know and, but and you know, how we would never do that right? fans are dumb <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, again, I'm not saying that that's what we would do, but there are some people who, you know, I mean, literally are talking about writing college courses around mm-hmm. this. I mean, they mm-hmm. wrote, they, they, there were some oh, posts done it. around for, formation. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, like I said, I just think that we have to, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to celebrate her catharsis, we also have to look at the darker side of what happened in in that catharsis, mm-hmm. you know, 
So, you know, like I said, the whole, and I, and I applaud her for working her way through it. And yeah, if, if Beyonce can get cheated on, you know, what chance do the rest of us have? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and, and this, but, and the other part of it is people don't realize this is not the first time that she has dealt with infidelity in her music. Right. You know, she has dealt with it on several albums. Um, so let's talk about why she, you know, we love to talk about how empowering it is for the catharsis. Why the hell did she stay? Because this ain't new behavior. She was talking about this back during B-Day. Mm-hmm. You know, to the left, to the left, everything you own, little box to the left. You, you know, um, uh, me, myself, and I. Another example, you know, so she has talked about infidelity and, and I mean, you can't, it's very difficult as an artist, I would think, to sing about infidelity with the conviction that she did and have not lived through it. Sure. But yeah, I just think that, like I said, you know, I, I'm all for the, you know, I'm all for, you know, I'm the biggest feminist y'all know, but we got to <laughs> talk about the flip. I am, the, I probably am the biggest feminist y'all know. But we got to talk about the flip side of this message as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going. You know, I'm gonna sell, if I'm gonna celebrate her liberation, I'm gonna criti- I'm gonna critique how she got there. Sure. That I'm, I have to, I have a responsibility to do that. So I guess I'll be watching this lemonade shit this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> or as Bette Midler said, she spilled so much tea it should be called Arnold Armour. <laughs> Midler, <laughs> won't she do it? <laughs> won't won't he? Willie, <laughs> Willie, won't he? Won't he? Will Shondo? Ooh, that damn Bed Midler. She is. She is. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Honey, Bet Midler is not here for your foolishness <laughs> or your fuckery. Right. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> she was the one who stank of gin. She said, I smell like wet potato chips. I thought I smelled. <laughs> it all comes back to Jackie's back. I swear to God, it does. Always. But let's stick on Beyonce for a minute. Yes. Okay. The reason why I think, you know, you know, you are right, Legionnaire, uh, John Sebastian, is because what I tell you, what, how did I preface this? I like Beyonce, but I hate her fans. Mm-hmm. Yes. So these hoes decided they were going to go on a personal internet quest to avenge Beyonce and find out who Becky with the good hair is. And first, this dumb chick, Rachel Roy, said something foolish because I guess no one knew who the fuck she was. And so I'm sure the traffic to her website has tripled. You know, <laughs> so I, you know, bully for her. But then these dummies actually started bothering poor Rachel Ray. All Rachel Ray want to do is uh, drink beer and use EVOO. <laughs> and cook a 30-minute meal. Right. Right, and make a meal in 30 oh. minutes. I mean, y'all y'all just bothering this woman for foolishness. Even if she did, that's Beyonce's business to deal with and clearly Solange's, but not yours. <laughs> Honey, that's who the real heroine is in this story, by the way. <laughs> uh, it puts all of that shit in perspective. <laughs> that's, why that, that's why that ass got whipped. 
<laughs> and that is probably why Jay Z didn't react because if he, if she had just licked off or something like regular, I feel like he would have had more of a response. But he knew his ass was wrong, so he just had to stand there and take it. And he knew that it was better coming from Solange than coming from B. Because mm. right. he got to go sleep with her. <laughs> well, you know, that- you know what? That was two years ago, and I bet she started thinking uh, she started writing that shit probably in the elevators. That's why she was like checked out, because she was like, you know what? I got to go to my better place. <laughs> well, the thing is, so Rachel Roy is Damien Dash's ex-wife. Right. So I mean, that they, really means nothing to me. So Damien Dash was his original. I mean, I know who he is, but I'm just saying that's okay. I mean, the the betrayal is that's a close to home betrayal. Yeah. You know, that's bitch. You don't put your feet under my table and ate my food. Betrayal. Yeah, that's so. That that gives it even, and and the other part of that is, old girl is lucky Solange didn't get her hands on her. Cause I got this feeling that, you know, Beyonce is crazy, but Solange is a fool. Hmm. Oh yeah, she just a a downright fool. I mean, Solange has no problem laying hands. (laughs) <laughs> and we not talking about in church, baby. She <laughs> right. Ooh, yes. I I love me a pregnant seventeen year old. That's what I thought Solange meant. But <laughs> honey, that thing there. If I'm ever in a street fight, I want her on my side. I ain't lying because okay. she looked like because that, that's she, like ride she got a razor blade. Under, <laughs> she got a razor blade under her tongue. You know, she that kind of girl. Hold on, mm-hmm. hey, hey. Oh, yeah. you know. So <laughs> she texted me. She, she that's the girl who, if she texted you three lemons, you just don't ever go back home. Mm, right. right. <laughs> I love her. Oh, but is there more? I also love. I also love that Beyonce is super petty. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm like, okay, one is assuming that since they did not get divorced, that they worked through it or come to an accommodation or something, and then for her to release this shit, I mean, it's like you you got, I mean, everyone knows that they're together, so who else, I mean, this isn't but that see, but you know what? That's the thing that's so interesting to me. Why is there the assumption that she's talking about her life? I, I don't get that. It's a, well, it's, it it's, it's so a, personal. It it seems so personal, but it's cre- it could it could clearly just as easily be creative process. A, a little snippet of of what happened in her life that she created a story around, and that's I guess that's, that's what that's what makes this whole fervor around the beehive so laughable. It was like y'all don't know shit about her life to to assume that she's talking about all kinds of stuff that happened to her. All of that is speculation at best, because yeah. she ain't because she ain't gonna go out there and tell it, and nor would she. And and I can't imagine that Beyonce would be the kind of chick that would lay her life like that out in music. That just doesn't that doesn't ring true to me. Hmm. I mean, now now yes, she might have based it around all the speculation of the scandal, 
but I, I don't, I, I don't believe that that's about her. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> it. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me because there's no, there's, there's no, I don't know. There's nothing to be gained from exposing her life like that. Well, you know, all right. So here's why it, um, for me, you know, if you if you go back a few years to um, whatever CD Drunken Love was on, mm-hmm. all of it, I mean, that was just a very out there sexual album in a way that we hadn't seen before. And then when you see this. I see a through line of a woman who through her music is trying to say, why don't you want me? I will suck your dick. I will swallow your nut. I will let you fuck me in the backseat of a car on the way to a premiere. I will let you do all of this shit. And then this album is like, well, I did all that shit and it's still not enough. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see where those lines are drawn, but 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 again, I I'm not I'm one of those people that unless you come out and tell me, I, I don't need to make those kinds of assumptions and draw those kinds of lines. You got to lay it out plain for me. Well, well I'm petty and shady. I, my life is full of supposition. Wait a minute, you know I got some news. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. According to an article in on usmagazine.com. Tina Knowles says Beyonce wanted to bring healing with Lemonade. The article says the following. Mama approves. Beyonce celebrated the release of her HBO short film Lemonade and her album of the same name with her mom, Tina Knowles, um, recently. My baby with a jar of lemonade. We just had a lemonade toast. Tina 62 captioned a photo via Instagram without revealing their faces. In the second pic, the women clicked their mason jars. Toast to Lemonade, B worked so hard on this project day and night, she added. It was so important to her to offer something that would bring about healing and hope to the universe. No matter what you've gone through in life, you can always come out on the other side. Queen B didn't hold back on her sixth album, which dropped on Jay-Z's music service title. Um, the new tracks cover a variety of topics from cheating, fe- female empowerment, and black oppression. Cartoon Sorry, which calls out a mistress named Becky, has made the most buzz. Um, so uh, I think that Mama might have. Um... But again, that's still not Mama coming out and saying this shit was about her life. She's saying that this project was important to her for any number of reasons. That's not saying, oh, she worked out this. Sh- she worked out some some ugly shit with Jay Z through her music or through her album. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I, Still I not buying agree it. Agree with Legion. That, that <laughs> Still is not because uh, to me that sounds like that sounds like getting on the publicity train that this that this release has gained because because the thing that she definitely yes. definitely wanted should do the thing that she definitely wanted was to have people talking and she did that. Yeah. That so, she and did. that is you know, <laughs> at the bottom of you know why I can't get. While I could appreciate the uh, symbolism and everything behind the video, whether it's true or not, but why I can't fully get on, well, I will never get fully on to the beehive and why I can't get around 
get onto this cult of celebrity because in this way, Beyonce is no different than Kim Kardashian, you know, who puts her life out, but then, oh, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Well, bitch, you just said you, going back to Drunken Love, you just talked about swallowing his nut and letting him fuck you in the car, and now you want to be like, oh, but I don't really want to talk about my personal life. Well, we're, we've, I mean, we don't ever hear Patti LaBelle or Aretha Franklin. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, you know, please, you know, I don't even want to imagine that because that's just, but I'm assuming they, these women have clearly had sex, but they don't write about it because that's not a part of their life that they want to share. You can't share your life and then be like, oh, well, I don't want to talk about that. No, girl, once you've, once you've opened that Pandora's box, that box is open. So that's why I can't, I can appreciate the symbolism. But, well, there is that. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, ew, ew, yeah, ew, ew, okay, yeah, ew. yeah. I mean, but, and I mean, like, and you mentioned Aretha and Patty, and they both have talked about their lives in, um, in their music, but not, you know, but not that. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, but not, not so, it's, well, I mean, like, for example, I've, y'all know I love Aretha Franklin, so, um, on her mm-hmm. album, Young, Gifted, and Black, she sings the song, a song called First Snow and Kokomo, which is written about the birth of her son. Mm. And you know she doesn't come out and say you know this is about the birth of my son, but all of all of the imagery point to Kelf's uh, birth. So you know it. I, I think that you can talk about the whole swallowing his nut is just like okay, really? That's that I think that's what I, I mean. Was I'm like. just singling that out. I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, that's your business, but then don't be like, "Oh, well, I don't want to talk about my life." Well, if if you only want to talk about the parts of your life that make, make you money, then you're a whore. I am not a whore, and I'm fine with that too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, let's call a spade a spade. I am not a whore. She was on Star Trek. But no, you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. And I agree with you 100%. So, yes. All right. Well, you know, all right. So, some people felt like it was their responsibility to weigh in on this whole thing. Oh. Noted who gives a fucker. Uh <laughs> Piers Morgan Morgan said, I feel uncomfortable about Beyonce using grieving mothers to sell albums. Well, all right, so this was on bscott.com. Uh, cha, 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 cha. He wrote a piece on some, somewhere, where did he write this? Oh, on the, in the Daily Mail. Oh, Daily Mail, okay. Uh, talk about, he says, I feel very uneasy he says that another shows two grieving mothers on camera. Then, you know, he goes on to describe Leslie McSpadden holding a fi- picture of her late son, Michael Brown. The second is Sabrina Fulton, whose son, Trayvon Mount, uh, Martin, was killed. 
I have huge sympathy for both women and there's no doubt that African Americans have been treated appallingly by certain rogue elements within the country's police force. But I feel very uneasy watching these women being used in this way to sell an album. It smacks of shameless exploitation. Um, okay. Mm. However, <sighs> Matt McGrory from How to Get Away with Murder Read him that for together. Bill. Ooh, really? Oh, yes, he got that ass all the way together. Ooh, oh, now, I, now that I missed. Oh, honey, he he sent out he sent out a group of tweets uh, on HuffingtonPost.com. Matt McGroy calls out Pierce's absurd Queen Bay critique. Uh, in a series of tweets. He writes the following. Come on up. Come on up. A man who loves his mom can still be a misogynist, right? I don't believe that you're saying you have huge at Pierce Morgan. Uh, respect for her as an artist and a businesswoman doesn't mean you can't also be supporting racism unbeknownst to you. It's no different than you saying you have, quote, black friends, end quote, and therefore can't be racist. Do you agree with that? Pierce Morgan writes back, I think I'm allowed to, cre to critique Beyonce's new, very political work without being branded racist at Matt McGrory. Oh, come on. And of course, it didn't want to download the rest of it. Oh, I see it now, because Matt because Matt replies, he said, at Piers Morgan, I think it depends on what aspect of the work you're critiquing. If you don't like the melodies, that's one thing. But if you're critiquing her way of speaking about her experiences as a black woman, something you and I will never experience, you are critiquing, you are. You are essentially colluding with the status quo, which is the silencing and discrimination of black women. Truth is, no one sees themselves as racist. I can even imagine the KKK saying, we aren't racist. It's just that black people, <laughs> racism exists on a spectrum and you don't have to feel hateful to be doing a disservice to anti-racism and thus supporting racism. Make sense? Wow. What? Well, okay. Oh, but this gets even better. Oh, you can't ask the Destiny's Child sisters about this issue. <laughs> Don't mm. ask Kelly Rowland about lemonade unless you wanted to get awkward. Middle fingers up, put them hands high. So uh -oh. it seems that she was being interviewed on WGN Chicago earlier this week, and she was peppered about questions about lemonade, much to her apparent dismay. When asked to share her thoughts on the album of the moment, Roland took the less is more approach, delivering deliciously curt answers to the interviewer's off-topic questions. And before we got to hear Kelly spill all the dirty laundry, she cuts the reporter off to, to get, quote, back to what I'm here to talk about. So, I love it. Mm. Um, so, wait a minute. She was being interviewed by Dean Richards. All this talk this week has been about Beyonce's new album. Have you heard it yet? Have you had an opportunity to get some thoughts on the whole thing? Kelly, I sure have. It's great. It's absolutely great. Dean, really different though, right? Yes, really different. Is the But getting back to what I'm here to talk about, Claritin. I'm very mm. excited to be teaming up with Claritin and the Boys and Girls Club of America. Mm. <laughs> I think she was perfectly right to say that because that's what, what she was there to talk about. I mean, she has 
her own career outside of Destiny's Child. I mean, just because she's not as famous at that same level, it's disrespectful to turn every um, thing that she does, uh, you know, back to Beyonce. She doesn't only exist in Beyonce's shadow. Oh, right, cool. exactly. I, I thought it was hilarious the way mm-hmm. she did it though. Mm-hmm. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> but back to Claritin, because that's what I'm here to talk about. <laughs> and my breath Well, answer. we you, Azalea felt that she had to weigh in too. Dad ho. <laughs> Bitch. Ooh, girl. She says, just six months ago, you told every black girl in the industry to bow down. Now you want to stick up for for black folk, LOL. I've yet to hear Beyonce speak on these issues. She made a song about big noses and hot sauce, then put then put up a tour charging $1,300 to people she knows damn well can't afford that. I want to hear her speak to make sure it's real. The ocean tribute was cute, very cute, but you were just trying to be America's most convincing white woman. What happened? Queens are supposed to lead. They don't step on the spirits of the girls who come after them, then them then to just try and take that same spirit. This heartbroken black female narrative you keep trying to push is the antithesis of what feminism is. You sing about this nigga for years and he's still playing you. That's not strength, that's stupidity. And it's not what the black what the national black woman's conversation needs right now. More pain, more suffering in the face of a man. You keep crying over man and over a man and perpetuating that sad black female sufferance and it's not good for what we're trying to accomplish here. Because child, I'm not gonna that's just, that's a lot. So you get her point. Hmm. I think she's again. I you know all of these things can exist in the same place. I think um, Azalea it can be right in this, and it still be a really good video and still be empowering. But you can also be like, well, girl, you know, how can you? It's it's I do think it's wrong though to suggest that because you're a feminist you can't have your heart broken or you must you know you won't get your heart broken or you have to have a certain kind of response to that. Mhm. So, I mean, I think she's wrong there, but I do think that you know one can say that okay, Beyonce up until you know up until very recently has been this you know try you know I'm fancy, bow down, I'm the queen bee, I'm living this fancy lifestyle, I'm rich and I'm famous, and then now she wants to be about black empowerment, you know, and is it possible that you know this is an evolution, but you know there is the possibility that it's all you know calculated. And it's no more calculated than Azalea Banks making outlandish statements so that she can get her name on the air. Um, I she makes my ass itch and blow bubbles. I, I just, <laughs> ugh. Uh. It irks my spirit. Well, I mean, ugh. I I could be more. 
you know, I can have more I can have more empathy for what she's trying to say if if the underlying message is her essentially just bashing Beyonce. You know, I mean, be more about her having to, you know, challenging her evolution, you know, instead of being able to and instead of expressing it so so venomously. That's that's the thing that bugs me. I'm not even saying that that she doesn't necessarily have a point. But I mean, you know, why you got to come from why you have to come from such a hater, you know, standpoint on it? You know, yes. You know what? If, if anything, you know, be about the fact that, you know what, this is going to create a conference. Maybe this should be taken to create a conversation. And and and, and Ms. Banks's protestations come off as sour grapes. Exactly. Exactly. Right. They did. It's not an intellectual converse. It's. It, I mean, while the point, some of the points may be true. Right. You're right. It comes off as petty and small-minded and confrontational. Not um, a critique of the work and the message. Because I think what she's saying, I, I I kind of agree with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, some of it actually, you know, I think she has a point, but, you know, take it away from, you know, take it away from pointing the finger at Beyonce, you know, and, and, you know, making the leap that she's talking about Jay-Z and talk about the message that she's sending and how that should be, you know, made in a different way or whatever. But, you know, it's like, girl, you know, you've been, you know, all your time has been spent on social media hating on one thing or the other girl mm. maybe maybe you need to need maybe you need to come up with a new narrative i mean and even though i don't necessarily agree with pierce i don't agree with pierce morgan at all uh the fact that his argument is intellectual right exactly you know he is you know and even if even if he is critiquing her methodology of talking about these issues it's still an intellectual conversation. He is not, you know, running her down for the sake of running her down. Right. And I think that's where, for me, this gets lost in translation with Miss Banks. Mm-hmm. That, that, that it. Anyway. <laughs> right, because when has uh, um, Azalea been about black empowerment? Mm. If right. by black empowerment if you mean yelling at people, Right. So, well, I I think that for her, black empowerment means putting money in her black wallet, and that empowers yeah. her. I don't, you know, but mm-mm. I just I don't see, I just don't see where she has a valid complaint. I mean, or a, a valid intellectual complaint. Right. It's 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 well, hard to it's hard to listen to her wax intellectual when she's out there putting period blood in hexes and things. So yes. girl, I can't I can't fuck with you. Right. Okay, girl. <laughs> Steel vagina, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> After both. After what? After both. B I R T H. It is English. Don't be a spot ass. <laughs> no, Speaking of after, after Bill, the other Azalea, Iggy Ugh. Azalea, <laughs> had something to say. Because Ugh. why not? 
Right, exactly. Why not? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Why not? <laughs> All right. And nobody's talking about her yet. <laughs> All right. So last week she responds to someone at Iggy's bitch. Don't ever call me a Becky. Mm. Um. Then but to which someone that. replied. Babe, I love you, but being called Becky hasn't systematically harmed you or hindered you within society. And to which she responds, at our uh, um, Nika Rowe, the whole pe- Becky thing, give me that Becky comes from white women suppose white women's supposed love for blowjobs. So excuse me, but I don't want uh, to, the blah blah blah. She, it's a whole conversation. She's generalizing. She says generalizing any race by name by calling them one stereotypical name for said race. I personally don't think it's very cool. The end. And then um, I don't care. Don't call an all Asian women Ming Lee. Don't call all white women Becky. Don't call all black women Shanae. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, I don't disagree with her, but because it's Iggy Azalea, I'm forced to disagree with her. Right. She could be. She could have the. She could have the formula to cure every disease on earth. But mm-hmm. it's Iggy Azalea. That makes so. Therefore, I am going right. to discount it. Uh, no, because I I don't I don't agree with her. I don't think she has a point at all. I think if anything, she is missing the point. Okay. I think I think that when she talks about Becky with the good hair, she is not talking about all white women. She is but she is she is pointing to a particular type of woman, and the assumption is that she's white. So, um, no. That's true. That's true. Iggy, because she didn't say she didn't say that Becky with the good hair. She just said Becky. Becky might very well be this chick's name. Exactly. Exactly. And Becky could be a black girl with good hair, for all we know. Good weave. Good weave. Good weave. With good weave. So to make that leap, just again, so that she can get out there and be seen saying something. Nah. No, sit down, be quiet, because once again, you're missing the point and don't really understand what it is that you're talking about. Uh, yes, that, but it's that's just as Aaliyah who, who thinks it's okay for her, you know, milk toast Australian ass to rap like she's from um, Queens, from uh, Decatur, Georgia. Georgia? Her home. <laughs> Her entire act, her entire being is a minstrel performance. Exactly. So it's like hearing hearing from this, who is who is currently the queen of cultural appropriation. Girl, no, you don't you don't have you don't have anything to say in this. Nothing, nothing that's worth hearing. Because we're talking, we're talking about the difference between something being truly racist and a, and a statement that could be interpreted as race based, which are two very different things. 
and again, girl. get yourself some thinking. Again, if Beth Midler had said it, I might be like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but because you know the 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 queen minstrel herself said it, I was like, you have you have no basis on which to stand on your hurt white feelings. Mm. Right. But, see, it, but Bet wouldn't say that because Bet is smarter than that. Yes. But I but I but I get your point. Oh my god. It's yet another thing where you're like, consider the source. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Makes my ass itch and blow bubbles. <laughs> right. Well, kids, that was that. Fuck these hoes and all they stand for. <laughs> all right. So we got a few things to uh, y'all. Y'all ready for hot topics? I mean, hot yeah. tea. Yeah. Oh, but before that, you know, I got to remind the listeners that you can download tonight's episode through iTunes. Just log on and search for reality and subscribe. And every week you will get a little indication when a new episode comes out. Don't you like uh you listen to reality, don't you, boy? Yes, yes. You can't the listeners can't hear you. Yes, yes, I do. Good. You better speak up when you, you. You should know. You should know how to speak into the mic by now. Oh, oh, is that what you've named it these days? Oh, not my mic. He already has a sir. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but I, I've seen him in action, so I'm not gonna put his name out there. I'm not gonna put your name out there. We just call him uh, Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> Sweet cheeks are falling. Sweet I will introduce cheeks. him to you when you this weekend, Legionnaire, so you can torment him too. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that's right. You met him because if you was if you were in the hallway on the eighth floor during MAL, then you met him. Oh, I didn't call your name. No one knows who you are. You're not that important. Tom, <laughs> here. No one, no one's paying attention. Put your little switchblade there because you're not going to stab me. So you don't even try it. Well, if I get if, if I get the opportunity to torture him, then I definitely look forward to that. <laughs> but that's a different conversation. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, you oh. could also download the entire reality library via poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality and you can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You can also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by going to at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can help support reality and Poppy Chulo by going to gofundme.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Okay, pause. Did y'all see that bitch online that had the GoFundMe account for Prince's funeral expenses? Yes. The kids are crafty these days. (laughs) And and, and the the worst, the fucked up part about it is that she was raising like $10,000 and she had $7,500. I was like, who the fuck is giving this money? Right. Is she going to get her money back is the question. Right. Of course you ain't gonna get the money back. Tyka ain't never Tyka, Tika, Nelson, whoever ain't gonna see a dime of that money. And plus they done already cremated the dude and buried him. They don't they don't need no burial. 
no burial money. Like they trying why. to uh, put cousin Ray Ray in the ground. <laughs> Ooh, yes, she was going to the funeral, honey. Stunt queens, baby. Stunt queens. Mm. What's oh. a stunt queen do? Pull stunts. <laughs> right. And give shows. Right. Oh, my that? God. I was just like, honey, people are dumb. D U M. No B needed. Exactly. Just dumb. Anyway, so y'all ready for hot topics? I mean, y'all, I keep saying hot topics. It's, uh, the hot hot tea. Tea speech yes. So we got a couple of things to get to real quick. Let me get it all set up. We're gonna talk about uh the live version of spray, you know. So this is the thing now. So every every year they're gonna do, you know, this something live, you know. What was the first one that they uh, was it the sound of music? Yes. Then yes. they did the whiz. Mm-hmm. Then Fox did uh, Grease live, and then now, yes, that's what's going to happen. Yes. All right, the first up is there is going to be a live version of Hairspray with Jennifer Hudson and Harvey Firestein. I'm assuming that Har- Harvey Firestein is going to play uh, the uh, divine part. Yes, yes. Ed, Ed that will be Edna Turnblad. Yes. Sorry. <sighs> so, what do you guys think? One minute of these Legionnaire. I'm not here for that. I think it's Why? foolish. I think it's foolishness and fuckery. <laughs> every, every everything ain't got. Oh, to oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Everything ain't got to be a damn musical and a and a, and a damn remake. They should have left the damn John Waters hairspray movie alone. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> uh, okay, John Sebastian. Oh, I am hard. Legionnaire and I are having our first fight. Cause you are wrong. I am not. You are. You so wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Good. Wrong. And I love. Jennifer, and I love me some Harvey. But no. I think that I. I personally think that since Harvey wrote the book for the stage play, I think that it. I, I love. I. I'm looking forward to it. Um. I would rather see Harvey in the role than John Travolta, but. Yeah, because that was some bullshit too. That but was anyway, some. I'm sorry. That was some bullshittery. Yes. <laughs> um, and I mean, and Harvey's already played the role on on Broadway. Well, you know what? Then I'll retract that. For you, I will retract that because he did play it on Broadway, and I and I do recall that it actually was well received. So yes. I, and now, now, as much as I love Jennifer Bobblehead Hudson. <laughs> um, <laughs> Her as Motormouth Maybell. Now that I'm not feeling. I, right. That that that's going to be a very difficult sale. Yeah. I I need darling love. I need Ooh, I, I need somebody. Now, see, who, now yes. as much as I hate these Jasmine five things, Sullivan. I can get behind that. I can okay. see Jasmine Sullivan doing it. Or Amber or Amber Riley. Mm. Oh yes, Amber Riley. Yes. Mm. Although Amber Riley seems too young. 
to play motor mouth mouth yeah. motor mouth. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, you got a yeah, point. So you should be a little young for that. And yeah, what just, Jasmine yeah. Sullivan would be too. Uh, well, that's true. Um, I'm not. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other because you know I'm I'm not big on musicals. Period. So, and hairspray. Even the musicals that I like. Uh, quick story. I hate musicals. So when they made Rent into a movie, I had never seen the play and was not aware to the extent that uh, that music played a role in it. And as I sat there, because see, here's what I hate about musicals is that it requires too much of a suspension of disbelief that all the people that live on this street in this mythical Manhattan all of a sudden come out of their windows at the same time and are doing this choreographed dance move and everybody's sing talking. I can't mm -hmm. get behind that. So I was so distressed by Rent that I was I was with a friend of mine. I was like, I feel like I, I gotta go. I I I I, I can't. <laughs> I, I I I just was thought I was going to physically be ill, but I stuck through it. And it turned out to be one of my favorites ever. So, you know, I can get past it. But I don't really have strong feelings about Hairspray one way or the other. Yeah, I, the only thing I don't like about it is the fact that they made it into a musical. Yeah. That, yeah that's just... my... I mean, if I'm going to have a beef with it, it's the fact that they made it into a musical. Because yes. the movie was flawless. The movie was flawless. It was. And when they made it into a musical, I was just... Uh, I was sick. But we do have actually some some updates on that. It seems that they have added to the cast. Yes. Uh, Derek Huff, they've cast as Corny Collins. All right. And a fun fact is that one of uh, Derek Huff's Dancing with the Stars partners was Ricky Lake, who, of course, that's, starred in the original film. That's she's the original Tracy Turnblad. Mm-hmm. And Martin Short has been cast as Wilbur Turnblad. Uh, the doting husband of Edna and father of Tracy. Okay, uh, that might not be inspired casting. I just, I don't know. I just can't. It's too. I, I'm sorry, Jerry Stiller is the quintessential. Yes, yes, he he was Wilbur. Yes, you old buddy duddies. We have to remake stuff. People have no original ideas. <laughs> you know, you ain't right. never lied. <laughs> You wait till I see you. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you going to win? Are right, you going to windmill fight him? Yes, I'm going to windmill fight him. Because, you know, because I ain't trying to seriously hurt my brother. Come on now. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm going to be standing just out of out of distance, windmill fighting you, too. It's like, come on, then. Come on. <laughs> Bitch. Wearing each other out ain't land a blow. <laughs> right. Girl, I'm tired. Let's go get a drink. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Honey, speaking of foolishness and <laughs> foolish fighting, Kelly Ripper and Michael Strahan. So Michael Strahan is going to move over to Good Morning America, another show that I don't watch, uh, and leaving live with Kelly and Michael. And Kelly Ripper had some feelings about that. First of all, because... ABC has a history of not letting her know uh, that shit is going to happen to the last minute because apparently she did not find out that Regis Philbin was retiring until 20 minutes before he said it on TV. 
Although everybody else at ABC had apparently known for for like months, and the same oh. thing happened with uh, with uh, Michael Strahan. They told her as like twenty minutes before he announced it on the air, and she w- actually she left. She was like, "Well, fuck this, I'm leaving." So you know, she feels some kind of way. Then she came back, and then she <laughs> said. Her little speech was actually kind of funny. She said, our long national nightmare is over. And she and Michael, you know, kikied or pretended to kiki, although it it seemed very awkward to me. Michael was supposed to stay on till September, but it was announced last week that uh, his (laughs) last day is like in three weeks. (laughs) So he was like, fuck this. Two weeks. (laughs) May 13th. He's out. He is kind of there. Screw you so, guys, I'm going home. Right. So, what do you what do you guys think about this? I mean, again, I don't I, I don't watch this show. Don't really care. I'm happy for his cute little gap tooth ass. Kelly Ripper making fifteen million dollars a year, so she's gonna be all right. That's and that's that's why I have that's why I'm in my feelings around it because at the end of the day, Kelly, you still have a job. The thing that you needed to do was to confirm that ABC was still going to be behind your show. That's what you needed to do, and that's how you should have handled it in a professional manner. Getting pissed off and leaving, girl, that's show business. That shit ain't new. That shit is right. not new. So yes, you could be pissed off and, and even go and, de- and even go on social media and express that. But to be so unprofessional as to not as to leave, girl, no. Girl bye. No. Because and, and all these folks that want to get on Michael Strahan about the, no, Michael Strahan is doing what Michael Strahan needs to do for his motherfucking career. So it ain't even about Michael Strahan. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at ABC uh, in terms of how they handle this shit. They mishandle. Right. So be mad at the, those execs. But honey Kelly, you should have took your ass on that stage and kept right on smiling and read the executives after the show was over. Right. Right, because congratulate uh, Michael on his come up because he's doing what he needs to do. He's going to take, he's trying to make his come up. He's doing a whole bunch of different things, got his pot in a whole bunch of different pies, and he wants to, he wants to be sure that he sets himself up to do even more things. So there's nothing wrong with that, and he was not obligated to tell you a damn thing because he had his own deal going. What he needed to do. And if those right. and said, and if your, those said, you don't right. know your bottom mouth ass would have kept it a secret, right? And if the exec said, you know what, you <coughs> keep this under your hat, we gonna handle letting her know. Then that's 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 all he needed to hear, and he kept it moving because he understands. See, that's the, that's Kelly's problem. Right, Kelly thinks that just because her name is on uh, the marquee that she has some power. Now there are people whose name is on the marquee that do have power. Uh, like Ellen DeGeneres or Oprah Winfrey, but like Jimmy Fallon is quick to tell you, his name may be on uh, on the, the marquee, but Lauren Michaels makes all of the decisions about the Tonight Show. Right, because mm. it's, with, because, it, uh, because it's not because it's what the Tonight Show yeah. with, right, and the show is live with. <laughs> so the width can change. <laughs> exactly. So let's, keep, so let's keep it real. The width can change at any time. So right, because when um there was that little kerfluffle with the roots, mm. Lauren Michaels was about to fire, mm. uh, about That's to fire me. all of them. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jimmy did go to bat for him, but I'm saying Lorne Michaels was about to fire him. He didn't say, Jimmy, I recommend that you fire them. He was about to do the firing. So that exactly. tells you who is in charge of the show. So you, you, you're right. She, she should have kept her little $15 million. She should, I feel like, I do feel like she does have a point, but again, girl, you went about it the wrong way. You acted like, you know, you're this put upon chick. This isn't Ann Curry where they're trying to get you off of the show. Right. Exactly. So, whatever. <sighs> yeah. Some fashion thoughts. Girl, I'm going rec- to send her a copy of my favorite Steve Miller song. Go on, take the money, and run. Mm. Michael Strahan just got a promotion. Kelly, girl, 15 mil, you'll be all right. Exactly. You will be just... If you, and if you're not okay on 15 mil, then there's another issue that we need to talk about. See? That's right. what I'm saying. There's a whole other issue to be talked about. <laughs> right. Especially, and that's just 15 mil this year. You got more than... Okay. You and Mark Consuelos have made enough money. Child, get somewhere and sit down. Right. Because it ain't like nobody told her that the show was in danger. Right, and they confirmed that they're going to keep her on the show. Right, they are. They the execs have been very clear that they are behind live. But even with all the whisperings about how they want, they how they might want to expand, that that's that's the all that is rumor because it's not as simple as those execs making a decision to expand the show. That live has been sold to outlets across the country, so the work that it would take for them to go back. To all of those outlets that are airing live and try to undo all that, that's probably going to be more effort than they want to deal with. Because you're talking about a show that that has the support of all kinds of sponsors and everything else. So, girl, right. relax. Re- sit down and relax and keep collecting your check. You're going to be just fine. Relax, relate, and release. Relate. Right. That's what happens when you realize that you ain't who you thought you was. At the job, when they find when you find out <laughs> that you know, you're like, why why wasn't I informed? Because bitch, we didn't have to inform you. Right, exactly, exactly. And then, oh, oh, and then and you then are an employee. That. You are an employee. Right. Exactly. And 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 as as popular as you are, you are not the only person that can host that show. Right. So let's keep that real. And don't get me wrong. That's another I love, thing. Like, I love girl, and I love me. Realize why they have why you are um why you out pouting. They testing other holes. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> you know, because it's like, come on, girl. At the like you said, at the end of the day, you are an employee. I'm wondering though, is she one of the executive producers at this point? No. Even if she is, she clearly ain't the executive executive. Right. Oh, of course because not. If, just... she, if, she, if, she, if she truly was on the level with Gelman, right. then, you know, none of this would have come to a shock, as, come to her right. as she, a shock. Right. Because she would have been a part of all, those had decisions. To all the decisions. As a matter of course. Right. Right. So she you're clearly, right, right. she does get a producer's credit. She ain't, you know, at the top of the food chain. I mean, that's like giving that's back to Beyonce. That's like saying <laughs> Beyonce wrote all of her songs. We all know that ain't the truth. Of course, we know that ain't the truth. <laughs> Chill. 
Oh, look, child, we look. Tell him, tell him, no, that ain't the truth. Mm. That's the truth. She's been dead and beat. Tell him, tell her alone. Look, look, both look. At, <laughs> Patty Duke is dead, Jesus. I can't. I oh, can't. I can't. I can't. Can't. Okay, what is. I'm trying to find out who is listed as producers. Uh, uh, there's the directors. Um, okay. Uh, see, okay, I don't need to know all 27 million guests that have been on the damn show. <laughs> These motherfuckers here? Ugh, okay. I'm, I'm, ugh, I, I can't. I just, I won't. You just mm-hmm. won't. I just won't. Not, not today, encephalitis. Not today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Actually, I did have to tell somebody not today, Ebola. Not today. <laughs> Love her. Oh, you have to put that out there for somebody, huh? Right. Not today, Ebola. Mm-mm. Not today. But speaking of Ebola and things that look a hot ass mess, mm. the woman jumped up. <laughs> this is a Jesus keep me near the cross conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Laying Ted, the woman who looks like Senator Ted Cruz, otherwise known as Grandpa Munster, inks a ten thousand dollar porn deal. Oh Lord Jesus! According to Mediaite.com, last week one of their reporters brought the story of a Maury guest who looks like, just like Ted Cruz in drag. I mean, this girl literally. If you put a wig, if, if you ain't even gotta put a, if you put a semi-long wig and some lipstick on this child, or on Ted Cruz, it would be this woman. Okay. Mm. So the woman at the center of the woman at the center of this big sexy story is Cersei Hayes. She's 21 years old. She's from Natchez, Mississippi, and she is about to be ten thousand dollars richer because ex hamster. A popular porn website has offered to pay her that amount for one six-minute scene. Now, the reason why we love X Hamster is because they stopped streaming in North Carolina to protest the anti-anti-trans bathroom bill. Or you may know, wow. you may know, for some, or you may know it for some other reason. I don't care. I don't judge. No mm. judge. Um, <laughs> having to post caught up with her after she became a big sexy meme. Here are her thoughts on Cruz. I don't know what his position. I don't know his positions, and I've never seen him, so I don't know if he's done a good enough job to be reelected. Then they told her that he is currently not the president. To which she responded that she didn't know anything about her doppelganger. Oh well, she doesn't need to know anything <laughs> about him to start her own flick. After saying they might pay off their house, buy a truck, or get married, her boyfriend and future co-star Freddie Green said this. It's kind of exciting and shocking to know that she's famous. She's more famous than Madonna. I'm with the star. We all know how Cruz regards porn stars, so it's unlikely he will acknowledge this latest development (laughs) in the sage of his face. Wow. Mm. While you wait for Hayes' clip to come out, check the video out on Mediaite.com of her talking to Maury Povich about how her life has changed since determining that Green, her future porn co-star, is her child's father. Mm. Which, (laughs) 
<laughs> so, okay, first, how was my Mississippi accent? Your accent was flawless. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to encourage Poppy Chulo to submit this to the Emmys for consideration. Thank you, thank you. It has given me life. The Vimmies, the vocal Emmys, yes. <laughs> the Vimmies, honey. Ooh. Oh, Lord. She does, but God knows she does look like Ted Cruz. Yeah, she does. Poor thing. Po- yeah, I was just about to say, poor thing. <laughs> poor little Tink Tink. Oh, little Tink Tink ain't good at math because $10,000 is not a lot of money. No. But it, wait a minute, in Natchez, Mississippi. <laughs> It just it just might be a little little bit of coins. It's a little bit of change okay. in that thousand dollars in that federal tax is federal tax regardless of where you live in the country. So there is that. But <laughs> and, you really, look, you really think Well no, yeah, X has to go take it out off the top. All right. Exactly. And 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 she was on Maury because she wasn't sure if her child, that this man that she brought on the show, was the biological father of her child. Mm. Now, not only does the child have to grow up in what is almost certainly going to be a dysfunctional family, <laughs> but now that child will one day be able to I have to say these words in threes because it's just so awful to me. <laughs> be able to come on now Google her parents fucking <laughs> after she after the after said child was born I mean because only the dumbest of us are like my parents never had sex I know that my parents had sex at least twice because I have one sister. Right. Other than that, I just assume that, you know, when that door was closed, they were just holding hands and watching MASH. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the be- that's the best way to keep your sanity. Right. Exactly. That's all I want to know. There's no, no tape, no evidence of it, none of that. So, good luck, with, good luck to... Uh, the uh, haze green child. Indeed. Poor little tank tank. Oh, poor little tank tank. Mm-hmm. And we do actually have new information on the uh, Michael Kelly goings on. Really? Yes. It, look, it looks like Kelly Ripper will have someone by her side on the live set. Uh, when Michael leaves, um, and it has been confirmed um, who some of the fill-ins may be. Uh, it says here in a article on People.com, expect to see people like Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Anderson, yeah, Anderson Cooper, Andy, Andy, Co- Cohen, Andy Cohen, Josh Groban, and Seth Myers. They all mm. came on a lot last time, and she loved them all. She is really close with Anderson and Andy, and she loves them, but she's open to trying a bunch of different people, and it was clear that she really liked the process last time. <laughs> I I would love to see Anderson Cooper. He is not leaving CNN. No, he's not going to leave mm. CNN, but I think that would be a great 
I would think that would be a great, interesting gig for him. But I don't think he would have to leave CNN to do it, though. Competing. I do because I think he fancies himself uh, a real journalist. Oh, and that, and the, but you know what? That wouldn't have to change. That wouldn't have to change. Oh, I, I think the most that would have to happen, I think, is that he would give up his 360 show. But that's just that's just off the top of my head. But I but I can't I can definitely see him in that role. But you know we'll see. I mean, out of those that he would be my favorite because they do have great. They have really really good on screen chemistry. And because uh, they're I think and they're good friends too. So. Yeah, and right because they're friends in real life too. Right, and Andy Cohen is just too. Andy Cohen is too gay for me. Yeah. Just a little too gay, and, and, and he's kind of a douche. He he just seems really douchey, kinda. Mm-hmm. Except now, I will give I will give for every now and then when he uh went no Wayne Brady oh no uh uh-uh. okay <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld definitely not you want you want to ensure I don't watch that's Al Wayne Brady is enjoying doing his um um game show too much Nick yeah. Cannon. Child by Alfonso Ribeiro. He's doing America's Funniest Home. Now that might be a, that might that, be the one that could work. But, but I don't know. I don't know if their energy would. I think that's too much peppy energy. I feel like I would want to go on set and just shank both of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the two of them. Ooh, that that's just that's too much peppy energy. No. Absolutely not. Oh no, no, no! Stop right, thank you. No, stop I, it. Right, I am not gonna say that. I'm not going to. I refuse. I refuse. We refuse. <laughs> so you, you can catch it. reality every Thursday <laughs> at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific <laughs> with replays on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific, and we will not entertain any of Poppy's foolishness. <laughs> you can visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives and download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. <laughs> I don't even know what respect my name means because I, I just... Oh my don't. god. I could, I oh, could explain I, it, but it, it's but a, no, oh, it's but you know, mess. Okay, before, before we f- jump off that, the Hamiltons... Vert, their song put put some respect on it. Yeah, baby. Ooh, that gave me life. <laughs> when they, while they were on a tour bus, that yeah. shit sent me in. <laughs> oh, put some respect on it. Yes. So, R E S P E K. No, it don't work. See. Oh. Oh, all I'll okay. say is Birdman, you tried to come off hard, but you came off as a little bitch. That's an I'm almost here about that. I'll, I'll have to check that out because I'm petty. <laughs> oh, you let's just know that you are going to get your life. Yes. <laughs> Be easy, <Okay>. came back. <laughs> yes. Back to what we yes, were sorry. talking about. <laughs> Gentlemen. Uh, sorry, Mr. Moderator. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sir. <laughs> you can always you you can always you can also download <laughs> tonight's broadcast through iTunes by going to iTunes, searching for reality, and subscribing. 
Legionnaire, how can the kids get in contact with you? All righty. Well, the kids can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, on Facebook, I am Legion Air Onyx. And for those listeners of Poppy Chulo Radio, they can catch me on shows like The Lion's Den, The Shield Files, Gladiators Unite, and Fear the Walking Dead. Check us out. Cool. Uh, John Sebastian? Unofficial colon. John Sebastian on the Book of Faces and on the Twitter at GSJ612, darling. 612. Yes, yes. You can reach me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Dom Onyx. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. The website is www.dononyx.com. The Tumblr is thedomonyx.tumblr.com. <laughs> so you can like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality. You can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You can f- also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Twitter and Instagram by going to at Poppy Chulo Radio. And you can support us financially by going to gofundme.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, email us via talent at poppychuloradio.com. Before we go, I want to give a shout-out to our former... uh, line sister Dominique Morgan who just found out that he will be opening up for Genuine on May 18th as part of his Ice Cream Man tour in Lincoln so uh, congratulations to him Lincoln Nebraska yes okay just wanted to be sure congratulations that was so shady there's a link in Illinois. There's a link. In, okay, yeah, there's a link in Illinois. So, yes, it was. Still, was sh- it was still shady. It was, and I love you for it. Oh well, thank you, darling. <laughs> so, everyone, say good night. <laughs> good night, <laughs> listeners. I'll be the same, babies. All right, and y'all leave little Becky alone. <laughs> Leave Becky alone. Okay, so, all right, so now there's a story behind the whole state behind whatever city you name. When I worked at the phone company, me and my good girlfriend Crystal, otherwise known as Mother Baker, we got a call from this woman named Tony Baker, and she called me first. She came to my queue first, and you know she was like, "I need you to take these calls off of my bill." I was like, "Well, no, ma'am, I can't because they came from your house." And so Crystal gets the call next. So I hear her call out the phone number because that's what you do. And so when I hear it, I put my call on hold. Tell, you know, look up. Crystal put that call on hold. You know, I basically dump my call and I walk her through this call and because I was a trainer. And so Crystal's reading the bill and she's lying as she goes along, which is hilarious in itself. It's just, well, I see that you have calls to Richmond 
And the woman said, uh-huh. And I see that you have calls to San Diego. Uh-huh. And I see you have calls to Atlanta. And she goes, Atlanta? Georgia? No, baby, that ain't my calls. And we know she's lying because we're looking at the calls coming from inside the house. So whenever somebody <laughs> throws out a city like Lincoln, it's like Nebraska. So that was a shout out to Crystal. She don't even know it. But I, that's why it was oh, shady, oh. but it was funny. It was like, mm. I, but yeah. So that's why I was like, ooh, I, it, I, it popped out before I could stop it. So <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> Oh, Nebraska. Mm, I ain't make that call. Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.